listening to 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System. As always, if you like the show, I know I sound like a broken record, but please tell your friends about it. Share the show. Say, hey, Keith, Scott, and John do this podcast, and it's the best, and it's like listening to a bunch of people, nerds, argue on a bus, and you can't talk to them. Uh, but if you really like the show, head to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and subscribe to the 90s Deluxe level, where you will get access to a Garbage Time bonus episode each and every 90s. This week's Garbage Time that comes out on Friday is talks about Cowboy Bebop and Raised by Wolves and a bunch of other things. But here on the main episode that you're about to listen to, we talk about Meta and Facebook, Canadian women's hockey, the Olympics, the NHL skills competition, that big old convoy running through Canada, uh, Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup launch tournament, the return of Obra Din, and the secret of mana, all this and more. 90s, baby! That happened to me last week is the uh, the the new young fresh faced girl that I work with um, at, at work. Uh, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> when I told her that I used to write a web comic, replied, "What is a web comic?" Not out of lack of geek knowledge because she's she's pretty geeky, but out of complete disappearance of the web comic from anything that is currently being done on the internet. What about we stopped maybe... doing them, and then the internet fell, followed our trend. <laughs> Pretty much. There's only one type of comic now, and it's web comics. That is true, but like, like a don't lot. Don't you get all comics from the web? I guess so, but I'm just saying. But the idea of like these, like the like browser hosted web comics popping up, whatever. Like, there's Penny Arcade, but I don't think a lot of them have kind of survived. Penny Arcade is not for twenty something, and it's, it's not for anybody. Yeah. It's for nobody. <laughs> Penny arcades for nobody these days. This is the the hellish dystopia of the modern internet, right? Like people only go to link consolidators. Nobody goes to actual websites anymore. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah. And even then, I think that like link link consolidation. If we're talking about like our Reddit's and our digs and whatever else, that's it. They're I would say they're they're also behind the social media networks, right? So it's like where Mm -hmm. you're not even you're just getting social media. That's gross. That brings us to Facebook, excuse me, Meta, losing $230 billion in a single day. <laughs> Whoopsies. The important <laughs> thing to remember Where about that, go? John, is that $31 billion of that belonged directly to Zuckerberg. They did. Imagine losing you. $31 billion. I mean, well, how much am I worth? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like a little while ago, playing around on the stock market, I had some days where I was up or down $7,000. And it's like... I lose $7,000. Zuckerberg loses $31 billion. Who do you think sleeps better at night? <laughs> no, but, just, but like the things you could do with $7,000, John, is completely different than the things anyone could do with $31 billion. That was a Douglas Coupling quote, but, but go on. But John, 30, yeah. $31 billion. That could buy the entire NHL. Like all of it. Yeah, every yep. single team in the league. <laughs> It's crazy. And you just like wake up in the morning, check your phone. You're just like, oh, oops, where'd that go? It gone. Dang it. 
And, w- and what's this? I don't. I, I didn't all the way read the news article, but that they're like they might just be like, well, fine. Facebook is just not going to be in Europe then. Yeah. So the part of the GDPR, I might be misremembering the acronym, the the European privacy law that passed mm-hmm. a little while ago, says that all European data has to be processed in Europe. Mm-hmm. And Facebook is like, fuck that. We want all of our shit in America because we're part of the the FBI CIA file on everybody operation so Mm -hmm. uh they have to process everything in america neat yeah it's kind of i'm very curious to see how that's going to play out right because somebody's going to have to back down um and europe is very happy like their their privacy laws actually really do have teeth yeah apparently uh, in the in the thread where they were talking about about that change people were saying like you get a job at a big corpo in in europe you don't have a meeting about like other crimes that you can commit on behalf of the company you know like there's all kinds of of um what would you call it not industrial but like corporate crime you know white collar crime that yeah, you could corporate be doing espionage stuff, yeah all that sort of stuff you don't have big important meetings about that apparently big companies it's like you spend two three days talking about how you're going to process data privacy if a, if a customer says i want to delete my data how does it work it's mm-hmm. very serious business over there i always just noticed this like from my browsing perspective all the all like the the UK sites and whatever else like that are always just like the constant messages about cookies, which I like mm-hmm. appreciate. They're like, "Hey, we're going to send cookies," and you're like, "No, thank you." And then you have that option, and that's like by mandatory, right, to like operate the a website. Is, it's kind of theater because all of the tracking has passed beyond the world of the cookie into into your cache or into yeah, sure. server side stuff. Like, and even then, you can't even reject all of them, right? They're like strictly necessary tracking, but at the same time, it, it, like someone was like doing the math. Is, I guess it is kind of theater in the sense like they're still tracking you, but like it's a fraction of what everything else is doing where they're like 40 to 50 trackers on all these different sites or whatever. And they're like, yeah. now you're, you know, dropping them down. It's not freedom. The thing <laughs> but... is in in Europe, unless you have explicitly consented to your data being used for marketing purposes and whatever, mm-hmm. they are not allowed to do that with your data. Now, yeah. whether they do that on the sly on the side, you know, who knows, but Technically, it, they're not tracking you with whatever you consent to. They're only doing whatever service they're agreeing to provide to you. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I'm saying I'm assuming that my browser and all that crap is already it's just tracking me because I'm Are not. Are you in Europe. Chrome? Yeah. Well, what do you they, fucking? Everything you do goes to Google. I don't. I don't know. You have nothing if, if you're in. Chrome. I send it to them. I like send an email being like, "Here's what I'm up to." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you should really send that handwritten. Yeah. Exactly. Dear Google, this is what I've done on the internet this month. Today. Send send a piece of mail every day. (laughs) It's like like loose leaf with lines. Yep. Yeah. Great. I'll appreciate that. Uh, uh, So, yeah, Scott, how do you feel about Team Canada women's hockey? Man, it is. It it looks like a celebrity game playing against pros. It is not. Nice. I haven't been following this at all. What's going on? Well, currently they played three games and they have a, a goal differential of, I want to say, 29 to 3. Wow, wow, wow. 12, 10, and 6, right? <laughs> yeah. 28 <laughs> to 3. Yeah, exactly. That's it. They have allowed three goals and scored well over 20. 28. And yeah. 28, yeah. And then the other thing, too, is that they were like, oh, well, Team USA is supposed to give them their their run for their money. But like Team USA beat Finland like 5 to 2 or something. 
and Canada not beat Finland to 11 to 1. <laughs> so you're like, that's still not the same level of like dominance that like, yeah, USA like had an easy go with Finland, but like, yeah. I don't know. Canada beat well, Russia 6-1 while wearing N95 masks. Yeah, that was super weird. <laughs> so yeah, the not just entire... paper masks, N95 masks, those ones yeah, that because... stick to your face. Yeah, that's it. Well, but so was, so was Russia. Russia was wearing those masks too. For two periods. <laughs> they stopped well because then they got the test results so <laughs> it was the game was yeah. yeah the game was delayed by an hour because Russia didn't have their test results like processed on time wow. so then they like they tested everyone and then they're like delaying 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 waiting 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 and then finally they were like well everybody's supposed to be vaccinated and everybody's whatever do the Just teams consent to wearing the N95s and starting no and no no. Said, Keith, no Canada said We'll play you if you all wear the N95 masks. And yeah. Russia said, "Well, if we're wearing them, you have to wear them too." And then they were even like, though okay. their results were already in. Yeah, man, sure. what does that say about all the Karens running around like shopping malls? I have a medical exemption. It's hard to breathe. I'm like, yo, I'm playing high-level professional hockey, yeah, and uh, doing it good. Yeah. And then, uh, and yeah, exactly. That's it. And like, even even one of the headlines or whatever, they were just sort of like, um, I was reading, like, re- trying to read like articles from America, painting the American team as like this juggernaut or whatever. And like USA Today was like the American women's like blow up Switzerland, and they beat them six nothing. And I was like, we beat them twelve nothing. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> again, I was just sort of like, your definition of blowing up a team is. Half. Half what ours is <laughs> exactly. We have different definitions. I'm. I'm interested to see how how that matches up, and then it's they're going to meet in group, and then they're probably just going to meet again for the medal, right? Like that's that's how that'll happen. Yep. And I read uh, this thing talking about how American coverage of the Olympics is a goddamn disaster. Like they only show sports that America is doing really good in, and then if if America loses or stops or whatever, they stop showing that sport. They don't show anything at the time that it's happening. Like none of it is live coverage. It's all pre-recorded and edited yeah, yeah. and whatever. Uh, you know, so like nobody cares. There's also nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. see that that link that I sent the the National Post sports guy whoever that yeah. was? And they were just like, it's a dude, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Rob Toadso, reporting live from Beijing at the media center." But he's just wearing he's just wearing like a Virginia Tech hoodie, uh-huh. like holding a microphone in this like kind of like empty media complex that they've that built in Beijing. And I was like, they're just sending anybody? Like, I know it's not like, I mean, like the National Post is like a pretty big deal. Like, it's not uh-huh. a I don't I don't think it's a well-respected publication by most stretches but like it's a profitable news industry that had the money to like send a guy over to there to beijing and they didn't like think to give him a suit he's wearing a virginia tuck hoodie for their video coverage of the thing (laughs) and he just he mumbles through the entire thing and he's like i was watching some speed skating and she was off to like a pretty good start and it looked like it was a pretty close race like just sounded like you or i just like talking about speed skating did you see the clip of the of the dude the chinese dude tripping the canadian skater i have not oh man it's it's pretty awesome the guy it's like a work of art in terms of like sneaky trippage there's these little um these little plastic lane markers that are on the ice Mm -hmm. and the guy like gets his arm. I might be a girl. I, I didn't. I didn't catch which gender it was. But they, they, the guy catches. There is a, there is a mixed gendered uh, oh, maybe that's skating event. So 
Huh. Anyway, he reaches over both? a Canadian player. There's three Canadian players kind of in a pack up ahead. And then the Chinese player is like in fourth. He reaches over and around and just like ever so gently uses his hand, tick, taps the thing. It slides backwards across the third person, past them, and right under the skate of the second second place person, just as they're putting their skate down. And they mm. fall and slam over into the wall. It's a good, good little clip. Was it caught in video review? Yeah. And yeah, I think that's... I think the Canadian player got a buy into the next round. I don't I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. All, all I know is that there's been all kinds of speed skating disqualifications, and apparently that's like par for the course. Yeah. Like as they're like as the skaters are going like more like faster and faster and faster and faster, and it takes less and less and less to like unseat them. Yeah. Right. And everything is still under like hyper video scrutiny, which is like so like the video scrutiny has like increased, and like the speed that they're going off has increased, and. So it takes less for them to tip over. Right. So apparently, like it's international speed skating has become a, a like a sport of disqualifications in general. Like it's like we're getting, I think, a lot of the headlines now because it's like opening off the games. Like there was like everyone, people were just sort of like, oh wow, America and Russia got disqualified, and China went on to win a gold medal in like one of the speed skating events. But like people are like, yeah, no, but that's like all above board. Like they, if you bump someone and you impede a skater in any way, it's an automatic DQ, and every time someone falls down. They go to like high speed HD cameras, so they'll see the slightest contact. So a lot of right. stuff that like could have slid a couple of years ago doesn't slide anymore. And ultimately, they say it takes less to knock a skater off their feet because they're going like so much faster than they were twenty, thirty years ago. Yeah, this right. should just be like um, the rowing canals frozen over, just straight lines right down the middle. Kind of, you know, like 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 that's not insane. Like, why do they got to bunch up? Like, if they, if the goal is like fastest skater and like you know like these strides take up like 10 feet or whatever like from like you're taking up so much more space than why are you throwing four or eight of them on the ice at the same time yeah it's like let's bunch them up and like or if you are going to bunch them up it's just crushed ice rules and anything goes you know like that's the other (laughs) option (laughs) speaking of fastest skater did anyone watch the skills competition nope man jordan kairu was fast he, he outskated Connor McDavid. That that was what is this skills crazy. competition? It was the NHL All Star. Oh, 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 that thing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the silliness of it all. It was it was all right. I thought it was very low key. Well, yeah, it's it's. I watched, and they tried to they, they tried to make it like big key by having it in Vegas, but I'm like the NHL skills competition is like McIndoe wrote about it where he's like. It always makes better clips than it does an event to watch for three hours. Like, oh, yeah. No, I did not watch it live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, no. I watched it on the internet with no commercials and every every pause between events cut out of it. Yeah, I watched yeah. the shootout competition, the hardest shot, the fastest skater, and the, the blackjack games. Yeah. Blackjack uh, the breakaway game challenge, uh, Travis, what's his face, was a redonk. The Trevor Zegris. Trevor Zegris. Yeah. yeah. Travis. Yeah. Trevor, Trevor Zegris, like, A, it was fun to do. So he did, like, a nod to, to dodgeball. So he showed up in, like, an average Joe's jersey and then, like, blindfolded and then, like, had everybody, like, throw dodgeballs at him while he was doing it. Nice. And, like, even if he could see through the blindfold, like, still performed, like, an absolutely dirty deke and, and beat a goalie. Like, a goalie not trying to make the save, but, like. Keith, you're leaving out who the goalie was. Oh, and the. Well, was it Wyatt? No, it was Quebec's own. Oh. Manon Réon. Manon Réon. The two celebrity <laughs> goalies were Manon Réon and uh, the uh, U.S. agent. Huh. 
because the U.S. agent knows how to play hockey from uh, from Captain America. Winter Soldier. Right. Winter Falcon Soldier. and Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's it. I think he, I don't know if he all, and that was a big part of the reason why he had uh, like he already knew how to skate when they put him in Goon Two or whatever it was. Yeah, because <laughs> he was. Yeah, he was, so he was the. Yeah, he was that's the other great. celebrity goalie. But yeah, but yeah, the the move was like he came like out dressed spinning. in the in the dodgeball uniform. They yep. blindfolded him. He took off skating, and like six mascots ran out on the ice with dodgeballs and threw them at him. That was like hilarious fun. And then he still did like a one-handed like spinorama toe drag without losing the puck. And like the lights were also low. So I'm like, again, even if he could see a little through the blindfold, I'm like, there's like the fact that the puck did like that he didn't lose the puck was ridiculous. Like I was like, this is (laughs) insane. Uh, And then uh, Jack Hughes cloned himself into tininess. And they both caught COVID. Oh, no. The kid too? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh covid i gave props to those that, that the, the most impressive part about that like so jack hughes comes out and brings a like a it's like a vegas style it's an illusion michael like a, one of those like boxes and he just like he starts throwing like tiny gear in and then like taps on it three times with the stick and then a little kid comes out and the little kid like had a pretty dirty deke also yeah. but most impressive was that like Jack Hughes made like uh, got like a famous celebration when he did like an over overtime win. He like shot his stick over the ice, but the kid does it too in, in like the goal celebration and like could not have been planned. It's in perfect unison. Like they <laughs> they almost like move and the sticks like lift off like in exact like same arc and trajectory like up and over the glass in like two perfect parallel lines. And I was like, that was more impressive than the shot. <laughs> was that these this grown man and this kid? like shot a stick into the air on exactly the same trajectory. And none of that mattered anyway, because uh, Alex Petrolangelo had carrot top question mark. He's from and Vegas. Then a, and then a drum line. And then John Hamm gave him 19 out of 10 points. Garbage. <laughs> I, Absolutely I heard, garbage. I heard some commentators saying like, you know, the points are all made up and it doesn't matter. And I was like, yeah, but if you want to be the NBA, the dunk competition winner goes down in history. Like, you go down on that list as the slam dunk champion. You yeah. know, the three-point winner goes down in history. Like, yeah, you're exactly. a three-time three-point winner. That's a, that's a thing you bring up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like I know, like, fat, hardest shot, fastest skater, all that stuff. That that People care about that. I think breakaway challenge, uh, it'll never, it'll never be a dunk, man. <laughs> like, that's the it's thing. It's true. It won't. Like, it's... And even then, it's like, even like the dirtiest like dangle and whatever else like that. It's like ah, until you see it in a game, you're just like, that's cool. Like whereas a dunk looks badass at any time. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like that's it. It's like, like if you think in terms of like comparing the sports, they put a goalie there just so that the goalie will like allow the shot, like and then let it go in, right? Hmm. Like, do you remember when they made the All Star goalies go there and they just stopped everything in the shootout yeah. challenge? They're like. Yeah, we're professional goalies, and you're trying to like do these like rinky dink spinoramas, and they're just like poke check. Like, I don't want to be doing? on your highlight reel. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be in this video. I'm Carrie Price. I don't want to make like. And they're like, look at him absolutely destroying Carrie Price. He's like, no, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I will do this poke check and just stop this play before it happens. <laughs> just, I'm just imagining like Dikembe Mutombo in the dunk competition, blocking shots out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's it. But it's like dragging the finger in their faces. No, no, no. 
like a dunk looks cool with no defenders versus but like a shootout breakaway looks like you're like okay congratulations you like spun around and then put a puck into a four by six square like it <laughs> doesn't really matter when there's no goalie there and i would the love to not see trying i would love to see trevor zegris at the end of a power play coming out of the penalty box put the blindfold on <laughs> tap his stick on the ice take the breakaway blindfolded that'd be intense exactly then then we'd give him props doing it in a skills competition <laughs> no one cares uh ben the the did you watch the black blackjack challenge no i didn't i heard it was weird and convoluted but not the worst it was not the worst it was very chill it was five guys just kind of hanging out shooting pucks at cards all five of them hit 21 well, people are good at <laughs> shooting pucks at cards. So they had a wall with 52 oversized playing cards. That's amazing. And they had to do like accuracy shots. To basically play blackjack. But right. all five of them got to 21. That's amazing. Yeah. And Pavelski. No, no, won. no busts. No busts. No one. No one missed really a shot. It was. It was crazy. Stamkos took out two lights behind the, the cards. <laughs> Good times. That's ridiculous. I'm so sad that we don't get to see best on best in the hockey <laughs> in in the Olympics. Instead, we get this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Stupid COVID. Well, I heard that the NHL and the players both want best on bests and there's a good mm-hmm. chance that when it, the NHL is running the tournament that they're going to make some money off of it they'll make it happen in a couple of years what is best on best or something yeah because well, that's it because now it's two winter olympics that they haven't had it right and then like a lot of the players best on best is like so typically speaking when there's like the world cup of hockey the world cup of hockey takes place during the NHL season so it only comprises of players on teams who were eliminated from the playoffs so it's mm-hmm. not actually going to be a best on best tournament and the couple of times where the NHL has tried to like launch their own sort of weird World Cup, the the buy-in wasn't the same. Like it just didn't have like the same vibe because it had like weird rules. Like they were like, oh, no, because we, because we want to have maximum number of NHL players. So there's a team Europe because we don't have enough people to actually make a team Finland. But you're like, that's too bad because they weren't. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they only had NHL players, and the the international federations were left out of the cold. Yeah. So there was like a team Young Stars. And like Team Russia wasn't really like was the best Russian NHL players, but there's there are like some serious talents in the KHL. Mm-hmm. So is that the best that they could put together? Same thing too with like the elite Syrian. Are the best Swedish players in the NHL? Yeah, but like there aren't actually enough like pro caliber players to maybe field the team. But if you incorporate the elite Syrian, there is. So yeah. like oh, so there's yeah. a bunch of like Germany. problems of Germany has a good team. Yeah, but there's only like three NHLers. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so they don't you don't end up with like a real international best on best in hockey other than the Olympics and is a, is a general like rule of thumb. And they since they even the said since the 80s. Hmm? Since the 80s, yeah, yeah. Uh I like the idea that apparently the NHL floated out a couple times which was just like all these problems could be solved if we make ice hockey a summer sport. Yeah. Which is not insane. <laughs> Because they were like all the players, because like the whole big deal is that they need to sign a like they they players love it, but like teams and the league hate it, right? Because you, you go out and you play your heart out for you take two weeks off of your regular season and play your heart out to try to win gold for your country. Oh, you blew out your knee. The guy who owns your contracts like, how'd you blow out your knee? Was it playing for me? No, 
Yeah. It was, it was yeah. playing in the Olympics, you know, and like whatever else, like injuries and stuff are like owners do not like you going to play in a tournament that is, and it's in February. So hope Halfway you rehab. through your season. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Hope you rehab in time and like whatever else. So there's a lot of like reasons why the NHL that's not doesn't like totally crazy. None they aren't this, totally but... crazy, but the players like to do it. So that's what right. they were saying is like, put it in the summertime. Then it's the player's choice. Doesn't mess with our schedule. A lot of them aren't even on contract in that time. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like there's there's a logic to having the ice hockey game be in the Summer Olympics for scheduling purposes. I'd watch it, man. Hockey in the summer, like the best hockey you you see all year in the middle of the summer. I'm down. Yeah. Bring it. Trade it for baseball. And... Yeah, exactly. That's it, right? Because you don't get you don't get hot chop baseball Olympics. Put baseball in the winter, mm-hmm. hockey in the summer, and now we get best the best, best baseball ever in the winter Olympics and the best hockey ever in the summer Olympics without messing with everybody's professional contracts. No, no joke. And like baseball is getting to be a little bit like hockey, where there are better international teams. Yeah, like the I'm sure like Japan puts a pretty solid team together at this point. Last season's MVP in the Major League Baseball was was Japanese Shohei Otani. Yeah, and and the, the MVP in multiple positions. Yeah, <laughs> he's good at baseball. That's that, that's got to be a first, though, right? Like all star pitcher who's also an all star hitter since Babe Ruth. Right. Babe Ruth is a pitcher. Yeah, Babe Ruth is a pitcher for the the huh. Red Sox. Crazy, and that he was, was a like very good years too. ago. Yeah, it's nineteen twenties. Yeah, hundred years ago. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So the first time in a century. And, and I also feel that like being best of the best now is like you're a peak athletic specimen. Babe Ruth, perhaps not a peak athletic specimen. Man, so much as power. he had a real strong arm that he knew how to like throw and hit. Hmm. I don't know. This could hold his liquor. Probably had the best dealing with hangovers. Maybe. <clears throat> uh so yeah, that that's the Olympics and sports and whatever else. We missed that... one one part of the Olympic story. One. one part of the Olympic story. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of parts of the Olympic story. I know that the American government told all of the athletes not to bring their phones. Yeah. Sean White announced his retirement from competition after this games. Mm-hmm. I was in just his good. fourth Olympics. He's yeah. only 35. <laughs> Figure that one out. I'm, I'm sad. Sean White. Yeah. Sean White. Yeah. Who's who's Sean White? One of the probably the greatest snowboarder of all time. Oh, okay. Dude, there's video games to after him, man. Wow. On yeah, he's like he's the Tony Hawk of snowboarding. Huh. Cool. The Tony Hawk of snowboarding is Sean White. So, yeah, what did what did what, what did we miss? We just did our rapid fire. It was just that um, the you know I read this on the internet, so it must be true. But mm-hmm. supposedly only two countries bid on this Olympics. Hmm. It was Kazakhstan and China. No, like people countries nationally just like care less and less about this gigantic corrupt shit show they, they I mean, learned some of their lessons from yeah exactly i, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say cared less and less so much as just like care less and less about the price tag yeah <laughs> right like it's i think the olympics like the 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 con that is the olympics is is probably coming to an end at least in its current form like even they were saying like like the standards and like the what the ioc like makes you build like in and all of this stuff it's insane and it's like it's useless and you're like they almost never use existing infrastructure and it has to be this and it has to be that like i feel i mean especially since we already have a bunch of the old olympic buildings like there's enough like rinks and hills and whatever else like that that like we could host 
Quebec could host an Olympics pretty easily if we wanted to. Bunch of rinks, bunch of would it be up to IOC standard? Exactly, that's the problem, right? Yeah. It's like that it wouldn't be it, we wouldn't be able to some like we wouldn't be able to under the way the rules are written because we don't have this arena, we don't have that, and we don't have this. And it's like, but you don't really need that for any of this. Like it blows my mind, especially like the Summer Olympics. You know what you need in the Summer Olympics? An empty field. You could basically yeah. do the whole thing in a big empty field and a swimming pool. That's what you need for Summer Olympics. We <laughs> should give it back to Greece. Like build like world caliber shit in the middle of Greece somewhere. I don't know, Mount Olympus or something. And and just mm-hmm. like, you know, everybody pitches a little bit of money when they go in for maintenance and then the whole world will just waste less money on this stuff. Yeah, that I, I I've I've read like propositions like that, which is basically I mean, like if it's Greece or if it's USA or whatever else it is, like yeah. the idea would be that it would have to kind of be in a richer country, like just for so that you could like sell tickets and all that stuff. But you're like, yeah, just, it becomes a fixed event. You go to the Olympic village and then you compete in the Olympics. There's just the one Mm. who cares. (laughs) Mm. It's, it's always a disaster. Like Montreal was a disaster. London was a disaster. London had all those walls up to block off the tourists and press from their, their ghettos. Mm-hmm. Part of what I was reading said that Atlanta made money because Atlanta made a really, really shitty <laughs> Olympic village <laughs> and they sold everything, right? They had like Ford driving trucks around at the opening ceremony and fucking Coke ads everywhere. Yeah. 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 And I, I remember Atlanta also had like, there was all that like McDonald's merch and stuff and like all that, yeah. like, like, and I think that's, that's, I think maybe the other argument for putting it in America is the advertisers will buy American air, t- like American commercials and whatever, because that's like prime time for like watching stuff. Okay. But what an enormous dick move to the rest of the world. Like most of humanity is in the Europe, Asia, Africa chain. Yeah, and Greece is ad- right smack in the middle of that. But who do advertising dollars belong but to? Greece, Greece had the Olympics not too, too long ago. Yeah. They did Athens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but if you're going to build a permanent installation, you want it close to as many people as possible. Yeah, but you want it, no, specifically, you want it as close to operate in the time zones that as many advertising dollars can be raised as possible. Right, and also, there are more people in. Well, maybe also in a place where there's people who are going to use these things in, the, in between. Mm, like, also true. That's a good point. If, if you build it in Atlanta, you can assume that there will be other sports competitions in Atlanta, seeing as they have a basketball baseball and football team as well as uh, georgia university and all that stuff yeah it's, it's, it. it's there well yeah you can you could pick almost any american small town and they have a football stadium big enough to put most of the sports in mm-hmm. penn state university has a stadium that seats 104,000 people yeah there is there is a population in that town of 40,000 people <laughs> I don't know. I hope they guys should build some hospitals. You know, don't we need hospitals? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we do need hospitals. I was also going to say that building hospitals, though, is like a pretty good segue into like what they were saying. You know, things you could protest in uh, in Canada a couple of years ago. You were like a pipeline, like a big oil pipeline, and everyone was was mad at Indigenous people trying to block. The, the construction of a big old oil pipeline. No, I don't know about that. Uh, there were a good amount of... I believe we are of a uh, a certain persuasion that was probably supportive of the Wet'suwet'en, 
I think that a lot of American or Canadian corporations and a lot of people in, I'll say it, Alberta, did not like that they were blocking the pipeline. Yeah, well, and now work. we're like, I don't want to wear masks. <laughs> I'm going to be a trucker and blare horns constantly in Ottawa. Okay. okay, okay. But as this story has progressed, have we not found out that a whole bunch of the money from this thing comes from the States and that there's yeah. a bunch of U.S. people in the protests? Yeah, and like I, I think like up to not... 20,000 cars were estimated to have joined in that are from America. So what, what the this? fuck? Yeah, is... What is this? Yeah. It, there's so many, so many ridiculous things. Like someone was just sort of like, like talking about when they arrived on the weekend, they were like, so parliament doesn't sit on the weekend. So no one is there. Parliament yep. is not currently in session. Yeah. <laughs> so even if there was anyone there, they would like, even if it was like on a not weekend day, still nobody would be there. And in addition, parliament, when they are in session is meeting remotely. So there's three reasons that nobody oh. would be there when you showed up. And, keep it <laughs> and going. then you're like, where's the prime minister? And you're like, keep it, keep it going, Keith. M- mandates are provincial. <laughs> and mandates are also at the provincial level, not at the federal <laughs> level. Like, okay. Also, if they cross the, like the U S requires vaccines for people coming in. Yeah. Right. So even if Canada was to, was to say that you don't have a mandate, you would still be beholden. To if you want to be an international trucker. Yeah. You absolutely right. would still need to be vaccinated, but you don't need to be vaccinated to drive across Canada. No, you can just well, drive wherever you I want. I think you do actually. If, yeah? uh, I'm I mean, at least speaking as someone from the world of logistics, the federal government did tell me I had to be vaccinated. Hmm. So I think uh, like train, like all anything that was like, and like the part of the whole, what they explained or what they told us was that like due to the nature of it being like the backbone to the economy, like they couldn't handle like say a COVID outbreak, like shutting right. down the economy, right? Like So a lot of the logistics, like train stuff, truck stuff and shipping stuff, uh, as far as I know, that actually was federally mandated to vaccine. They didn't mm-hmm. tell me to wear a mask, mind you, as Scott said, <laughs> but they did say. I had to be vaccinated because I was in a logistics business. Hmm. So there is that. But yeah, and then... I mean, the last thing you would want would be like the the, the national rail system grinding to down. a halt because 50% yeah. of their staff all got... Well, yeah, exactly. That's it. Two I, weeks I think as, horrible as, COVID. Especially for trains, right? Because like it's not a lot of people that move a lot of stuff, right? Like, like one train is operated by four dudes and it's moving like a thousand trucks worth of things. Like, so... Yeah. It, it wouldn't take like an enormous outbreak to stop trains from moving. <laughs> like, like they, they even I know that when they were just uh, talking about like the crews and stuff like that, they when it all started, they like hyper isolated different crews. So there was no like if you crewed with one crew, you're like that was your crew for the next like several months. You could never switch around or whatever, just because they were like, if we have an outbreak, it'll be contained to this crew, and like you eat lunch separately, separate times, everything like really spread it out just for that exact reason, which is doesn't take many people to stop trains from moving. Hmm. Kind of interesting, but yeah, no, uh, they're coming to Quebec city. Apparently during carnival, during carnival and Benum is ready. (laughs) 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 And also there was like a lot of like the, like Legault and the Quebec mayor was just like, come on, don't like, what are you talking about? Like, I guess, like, if you want to come here and blast your horns. But they're also... I have a cousin who mm-hmm. is um, half Pakistani, mm-hmm. and he uh, he's pretty dark-skinned for uh, for mixed race, so he passes mm-hmm. as full. 
and um, he had racial epithets thrown like thrown at him just walking around downtown Montreal because he lives with his dad who has a place right 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 downtown Ottawa. So wait, he was in downtown Ottawa or downtown Montreal? Downtown Ottawa. Okay, he said Montreal the first time. I was oh, like, I'm wait sorry, a second, sorry, sorry. what a twist! Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. also uh, and again, I mean, like, as, so how as does they being say, racist factor into this? Why is that associated? Why are you flying Nazi flags? What what sympathy are you generating? Yeah. What is the purpose of this? I think that uh, that Star Wars meme that I sent, right? They were just sort of like, it was a small minority that had Nazi flags. And then you sent them home, right? And then you right. see Anakin just like smiling. And then you sent them home, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like how many Nazis is too many Nazis to show up at your rally? <laughs> the answer like, is any. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the, uh, they went to a, like a, a homeless shelter and just demanded the food. Like they went to a soup kitchen. Yeah. Like a bunch of the protesters and they were like, we're hungry. Give us your food. And they were like, this is for the homeless, man. Do you think it's a work if they're trying to get people to vaccinate by making anti-vaxxers <laughs> no, look like morons? No, it's costing no. the city of Ottawa a million dollars a day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, do I think it's a work in the sense that it's probably, I think, much like, uh, like what was it? What was it? George, Georgetown, Georgeville? like charlottesville charlottesville like much like charlottesville and much like january 6th like i think it's a minority of people that have managed to rabble rouse exponentially bigger forces than like predicted right but like no i think it's it's those proud boy neo-nazi people going we should we should drive to Ottawa and protest the, the vaccine passport and then and everyone else was like yeah no we're in it's like, oh, and then we'll we'll do all our Nazi white power stuff. What? No, no, get in the trucks, go. That was that was like bullet point ten. Yeah, and they were all on board <laughs> on number one and two. And like, this is the conversation. Like, it was a little bit. I think we talked about this with like like the nurses protesting the the vaccine, like the vaccine and stuff. So I was like, there are reasons to protest the like the government's handling of the pandemic if you want to. Mm-hmm. But like saying that the answer is like no more mandates, no more masks, no whatever. I was like. That's not the thing. Like, same thing with, like, the nurses. They were like, there are absolutely reasons. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure, like, Scott would sign up to a protest if it was about, like, hours and wages and all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. But no, it's, mm-hmm. we don't want to get vaccinated. I'm like, you're mad at the wrong thing, though. Like, there's there are things to be mad about here that are legitimate, and you're mad at the wrong ones. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. And then just friggin' America being, like, proud Canadians and doing their good thing. I'm like, get out of here. Uh, Pat was telling me he was like man he's like this is the first time in the pandemic though where he's like he's like so far he's like I, I feel that I had a pretty good list of people on like social media nobody was saying anything too like incendiary or whatever but he's like this convoy man he's like it's waking up some people I'm like oh no have to unfriend really? yep I had to where, where does the sympathy come in like what are they posting that says I am in support of this I mean I, I know some people who are there I know two people no two shit. people who were there or who went mm. down yeah uh, one was a very strong anti-vaxxer for life. The other one just believes that the vaccines are good enough and everything should open up and uh, we shouldn't have to have any more restrictions at all. Hmm. So the anti-vax one was obviously uh, saw it coming. The other one, I was shocked. <laughs> I was just, I was like, oh, wait, they, they're, you're there in Ottawa. Like, and I was like, and I had read on the, like, our Ottawa that there was a counter-protest. I was like, maybe they're at the counter-protest. Nope, they're, they have a sign that says, I want my son to grow up in a free Canada. Cool. 
Okay, but if you if you go like fine, I I can understand going and like making your voice heard. You feel really strongly that that all of the the these mandates have gone far enough. Okay, that's your situation. You go. You wanna you wanna protest. You wanna make your voice heard. Okay, you go. There's fucking Nazi and Confederate flags there. Do you stay? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, no, that that doesn't add up. Same thing. Also, even just like the like pissing on the tomb of the unknown soldier, and I'm like. You, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, you're like that's like, and like, and the worst is that I remember reading somewhere was just sort of like, oh, uh, uh, the left is all like mad about them like desecrating the like the tomb of the unknown soldier, whereas they were like totally fine with like tearing down like the statue of uh, like Johnny McDonald. And I'm like, the unknown soldier didn't own slaves though. Like I was like, that was mm. that that was why that happened. <laughs> like those are different monuments you can't just say well the one side desecrated a monument so now our side can desecrate a monument i'm like like say what you want about military and military service and whatever but i'm like a lot of people who end up in military service are not there because they chose to and and they still died because someone told them to like that sucks to pee on the monument to that you're an asshole both world wars had canadian conscription yeah exactly that's it there were Canadians who were just minding their business, doing what they were told, then were packed onto a boat and sent to die. Peeing on that monument is not the same political statement as like tearing down the John A. McDonald stuff and whatever. And like, uh, who's the other one? Cartier? Cartier get torn down? Probably. McGill. McGill. Yeah, exactly. McGill That's had it. a lot of stuff to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's tricky because back in that era, being like a racist asshole is kind of like par for the course. Sure. You get to be yeah. a historical figure. You get to be the first prime minister of Canada. I don't know if you need to be on money or have statues. Like it's it's that like you continue to celebrate that person, right? Like eh. I don't know. Uh, I'm friends with people who believe things that I strongly disagree with. You know, sure. you got to you take you build the statues of them. <laughs> no, I do not. That's no, the, I think that's not. the difference. I think like you can look at even I think a lot of historical figures and realize that what they did for humanity and whatever else like that had good notes but i don't necessarily like unless they were like unimpeachable i think making a statue of a person is like just one step shy of like worship right like you're you're getting close to like you're literally putting him on high and making a graven image of a dude mm-hmm. i feel that person should be like if you are gonna do it has to be like a really 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 good person who's kind of unimpeachably good yeah but are there any Terry st- it's still a person Terry box he had really bad breath. Did you hear about that? <laughs> Halitosis. Doesn't matter on a $5 bill. And also that yeah. might have been a result of his chemotherapy, John. Uh-huh. Jesus. A likely story. Asshole. <laughs> Just terrible. Uh, but yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, I think that there's... And, like, that's that's the other thing, too, is I was like, just, like, statues of politicians is weird in general. Like, because, like, how many politicians could actually say that they, like, at any point in time stood for the entire will of the country, right? Like there's at least democracy. Tommy Douglas. In a, de- in a democracy, we can happily say virtually none. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Tommy Douglas, I Tommy guess. Tommy Douglas, though, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's give yeah. us Tommy Douglas and Terry Fox and... Uh... Yeah, exactly. We have people we could put on our money. It doesn't have to be these, like, these other dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like Run the Jewel said, look at all these slave masters posing on our dollars. Yep. It's, it's, American money is wild. Like, yeah. What, who they who they have and will continue to have? Why is Andrew Jackson on anything? I like that we got a bird on some of our money. You know, yeah, we also just put the uh-huh. queen there. At least right. the queen is like mostly harmless. 
Mm. Like, I mean, mostly harmless. Mostly. Don't forget, she kind of reigned all the way through the residential school system. Yeah, but that's it. But like, she had no real power at any point in that. She was just. That's why I said mostly harmless. Like, what what decisions has Queen Elizabeth actually made in terms of policy? None. There's been a parliament for an entire run. I don't know enough about this situation to get in there, but I kind of imagine that she has more power than none. You know, like most of Canada is still owned by the crown. Right. But that's still dictated by the... I'm sure it's not her pulling strings or whatever, but I don't know. If at any point you were to come out and say, you can't do that anymore. uh... Yeah, there could be repercussions, I guess. Yeah. But I don't think like... So complicit, if not like... A crime of complacence, I think, is like, is probably more her vibe than actively being Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not not in the same level. Yeah. And then uh, I guess who like, yeah, we put John A. We put Wilfred Laurier. I don't know any about Laurier's badness. Probably had slaves. That was... No, it was way later than that. Oh yeah, I guess so. Borden? What about... No, Borden's on the 100 for the Americans. Who's on our... Mackenzie. He was crazy. He's on our 50s. Was he? Yeah. And, and Borden, Borden's Canadian. And Borden was on the 100s. Yeah, he's on the 100s. He's on the golds. And he was... Oh. Super weird, because he was, the, he was the, the... What do you call it? He was the Depression Prime Minister. How did he end up on the brown note? <laughs> you think you put him Ernie? on the penny? <laughs> <laughs> What's a penny? <laughs> like, literally, like, the people who, like lived under Borden would never have get to have a Borden bill. It's still wild that the state still uses pennies. Do they? Yeah. yeah. You could, yeah it's, it's so obnoxious when you go down there and you get like a fistful of change and you're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for this like weight in my pocket now. It's Bunch 19 of cents. Indistinguishable bills. I always yeah. find that a little shocking. I've kind of gotten mm-hmm. used to euros and, and Canadian money. Mm-hmm. And there's, they're made of such a weird material. I like. I've grown so accustomed to the plastic money. I like it. Yeah. Feels feels somehow cleaner. You can wash it off. Yep. <laughs> can go through the wash. Exactly. Money goes through the wash. Doesn't get destroyed. Someone told me that it was like, uh, part of the reason that Canada switched over was be was due to our winters and whatever, which was like how much money gets destroyed, like dropped in slush and all that crap. Like, yeah, drop your plastic money in the winter, and you're like, shoop, and it's fine. Squeegee it with the squeegee in your car. <laughs> You're all good. Uh, so yeah, that's the big old convoy. It's coming to Quebec. Uh, Quebec is, I guess, planning as Quebec does by having like big old trucks already around the uh, National Assembly and all that stuff. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then you I was like, you notice they're skipping Montreal, right? <laughs> what if the city, the city where our police officers? We'll see a bunch of students banging pots and fire tear gas canisters right at their faces. The truckers are like, "No, yeah, let's uh, let's not go to Montreal." Don't, I don't think the, the the one time in something like ninety years that cavalry was used against a civilian people was in Montreal in the G twenty, the G nine or something mm-hmm. protests in yeah. uh, two thousand one. Mm-hmm. You yeah. think a bunch of Albertans screaming obscenities at French Montreal cops would go over well? Well, apparently that's that's also what they are afraid of in Quebec City, even where they were just sort of like the counter protest in Quebec. It could be pretty bananas in terms of like 
who's there and, and what, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bunch of freaking maple leaves flying around that city. It's not going to take long for someone to open the fire hoses on them. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, you're coming here for like a right and free Canada and you're going to pro- go protest in Quebec City? That, that can also f- fly in the, the wrong way. Plus, the mm-hmm. Habs suck, so like no one has anything going on anyway. There's nothing <laughs> to keep them inside on Saturday. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, it's gross. It's such a stupid convoy. Uh, uh, yeah. What else is happening in the news? So this is the most important cultural event uh, of the year so far. The convoy? No. The uh, Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup uh, oh, .28 launch tournament. Huh? Oh. Huh? So twice a year they update the game, and then when they do, they have a little tournament that people can play in. Um, I'll have you know, at my highest, I was ranked 20th out of about 1,000 uh, players. Mm-hmm. You got real late that night, eh? Uh, it's it's like two weeks of it, man. It's 16 days, the tournament. Yeah, but what was your final ranking? It's not over yet. I'm still, uh, still in the middle. I've dropped down to 34th, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought this was. I thought that you were a, a perennial uh, competitor. No, no. This is no. your first time, like, giving it a real go. Yeah, yeah. I've actually never, never even played. I mostly play uh, offline, and mm-hmm. they take every game that you play online during these two weeks. Kind of gets included in the tournament. Uh, ah, tournament rankings. It's kind of fun. There's like all these different categories of behavior inside of the game to earn points to up your tournament ranking. So you kind of like get pushed into doing stuff you wouldn't otherwise. Like but challenges like, and whatever. Yeah, the big bucks, though, is still from streaking, you know, like winning one game after the other. And in a game that you could play a thousand times and win like a tenth of a time, uh, it's pretty tough to win two in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you done it? Um, I did one time. I haven't done it yet in the tournament. My win rate is like 20%, mm-hmm. I think, which is still like really fucking good, I like to think. But, uh, I'd imagine I, I I would take that from from my knowledge of Dungeon Crawl uh, Stone Soup like a twenty percent win rate seems like very high. It's very very good. Yeah. But uh, like, are there any major like patch notes? Have they made any crazy changes? This is where you talk about subclasses that we've never heard of and explain the tweaks. Nah, there's a <laughs> new nerfed? god that's pretty cool. They um is there new nerfs? I mean, there's a couple. They they make a lot of changes, right? There's like a big development team. It's Stone Soup, you know, so they have like 30 developers who each, one guy just like puts in a bunch of extra cave layouts. One guy puts in a whatever. And it's, um, so it's like designed by committee and there's uh, a huge, huge number of patch notes whenever they, whenever they update it. Yeah. I am playing, when you just thought about video games, it made me think yeah. of it. I, I'm playing uh, Return of the Obra Dinn. The Obra Dinn. So what's You've heard Obra of this? Dinn? Did you know what this is? Does the name Lucas Pope mean anything to you? Bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm. Lucas Pope made Papers, Please. Oh yeah, cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Have you both played Papers, Please? Yeah. 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 So uh, you know the fun uh, quarter Cold guard Cold simulator. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that manages to tell like a, a complex and compelling story based on who you do or do not allow into the country as it gets like taken over by a dictator wonderful wonderful little little just like making a game out of something crazy saying yep. something uh right. so lucas pope does it again or did it again i guess the game came out like four or five years ago sarah and i are uh-huh. playing it now called uh the return of the obra din so the game's all in like black and white almost like wireframe uh 3d style uh old school like a commodore 60 maybe not a commodore 64 but like 
an old computer, an old uh-huh. compy computer. Uh, and you play an insurance uh, claim specialist. So, you know, Lucas Poe bring, bring in the heat yeah. <laughs> with the following up border guard guy with insurance claim specialist. Uh, a ship went missing like a couple years ago and uh, the ship shows up on shore. And then you need to file a who died, how they died, and uh, like in detail. And you sure. go up to the ship and then you get to one corpse and then you pull out, open a weird little pocket watch and it lets you go back in time and see a frozen moment. So there's still no animation. They're just like still frames of the moment of their death. Cool. And then you hear like a little brief bit of conversation and then you need to like piece all this stuff together to be like, he was shot by someone. I don't know who that person is yet. I'll need to like keep kind of investigating. And you don't even necessarily ever hear like, this guy is this name. They're like, oh no, John, you have a gun. You're about to shoot me. It's like, no, you have to like trace through all of the events on the ships to figure out this guy was this brother who was this there. And like, and then you're like, wait, that was the guy who got shot like three hours ago. That was the murderer, like, and piecing it all together. And chronologically, the corpses sort of go backwards. Mm -hmm. Like one of the first corpses you find is the last person who dies on the ship. So you're also still trying to like, piece together how 60 people like how and why 60 people are dead right which is like staggering <laughs> right you're like this is not just one or two this is how is everybody on this boat died and it's like you piece kind of backwards through time piece together the like insane like story and murder and madness and everything that like went on like what may be a cursed ship as you're like piecing it together and trying to find out all the causes of death of like 60 people through mm. like very and like when i say when you go back in time like it's like everything is frozen there's nothing happening you hear like maybe three or four lines of dialogue and then there's like all these different like context clues of like this guy's wearing this hat which implies that he's an officer and i've ruled out that the other two officers are identified this way so that has to be the third mate right there's a lot of like deduction like real leaps and deductions that you need to make and sometimes a little bit of guesswork where you're like it tells you every time you make three deductions correct. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes if you're like down to one and you know it's one of two brothers, you can like kind of be like, I'll switch one brother. Wasn't that one? Switch the other brother and get still like advance your thing because you've like narrowed it down enough. But uh, yeah, super, super fun. Sarah and I are, uh, are playing it together and uh, and piecing together the story of what happened to the cursed ship, the Obra Dinn. Cool. A lot of fun. I think it's like 25 bucks or whatever. And uh, It's on a PlayStation? I think it's, I mean, it was on PC first, so, excuse me. But yeah, it's on the, on the old PS4 is what we're playing on. I was kind of considering picking up a 5 for the uh, upcoming Elden Ring launch, the new uh, From Software title, but uh, you still can't get a PS5 anywhere, unless you want to pay $1,000 on eBay or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh... It's fucked up. It's nuts. I mean, Sony refuses to the like lower their manufacturing quality, so it's kind of a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like people were like, "Oh, there's like a they like someone was like, oh, they could do like a PS5 Lite or whatever." And Sony was like, "No, man, forget that. We're not like going to downgrade our chips and all that crap just because yeah. this is there. We're like, we're just going to keep feeding it." And like, it's it's apparently a lot of it is supply chain issue, and it's like well outside of Sony's control. But they're like, yeah. Yeah. they're not doing any manufacturing substitutions, which you kind of. I have like props to that if they're like no we're gonna keep our stuff to a certain standard as opposed to just like putting in second or third rate 
Which bits sounds into awesome your... if you're Sony. Sounds less awesome if you're a game developer hoping more people will buy your game. Well, sure, yeah. but then what happens if your game is trash and it can't run on the PlayStation because your game is cyberpunk? Mm. <laughs> right? Like, I think there's... And that's also, like, what Sony's been doing for a lot of the things, and what I think a lot of the devs are doing is they're just releasing, like, fancy pants versions of all their games on the 5, and they're still releasing everything on the 4. Yeah. There's, there's been, like, only a handful of exclusives. Like, not zero, but not a lot. Like, most of the time, it's just, like, the definitive experience on PlayStation 5 or, you know... The one you're going to play on the PS4 you own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Hooray, like the Spider-Man games. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I uh, I like float around every now and then and see if there's any bundles or whatever that pop in and haven't haven't gotten them yet. But yeah, I'll probably pick one up at some point. I uh, uh, I have pre-ordered a PS5 game <laughs> without owning a PS5. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> it's a uh, strategy, Cotton. It's it's a game that's already out and that I can play on PS4, but they didn't release. It's the the, the hard copy of, like, the perfect edition of Binding of Isaac. I was like, I would like to right. own this on hard copy forever. Mm-hmm. So I'll yeah, buy it. Yeah, I'm, I'm shelling out the extra 100 bucks or whatever for the disk drive in the in the PlayStation 5 I eventually get. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. that's a... It's like, it, it just sucks. I was like, I don't buy the whole... You'll be able to use it end of life or whatever else. And no, 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 no. Fuck like, that. Eh, yeah. Exactly. That's it. Like... Like people are like, oh look, and and they kind of like walked it stuff back on like the the Vita and whatever, and they did keep the store open, and they ended up keeping the PSP store. And I was like, yeah, but we're still like fifteen, twenty years out. I'm like, what if we didn't do fifty or sixty years out? You know, like mm-hmm. if I'm like seventy and feel like booting a Binding of Isaac, can I? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Scott taking a nap. No, I'm listening. I just don't <laughs> have a lot to contribute to the PlayStation Five conversation. <laughs> What was your most recent console there, buddy? The, the, did you get switch. a 360? I got a just... Switch. Oh, you have a Switch. Yeah. You play... Hey, yo, you could play Binding of Isaac on the Switch. Get I don't want to play Binding of Isaac. It sounds a little baby. It's a wonderful game. It sounds super sad and depressing. It is. Mm, yeah, but it's it's such a like fast-paced action game. You barely notice that it's depressing and bizarre. It's just every, now, every, every, like, every hour or two. I've been bad at those games, too. <laughs> Every like now and then, like every, every hour or two of Binding of Isaac, like you like accidentally like open up a new piece of lore or a trinket or whatever, and you're like, oh man, that's a bummer. <laughs> and then you just go back to having fun again. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, he's probably a little kid suffocating in a box, isn't he? Anyway, time for another run. <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> Binding of Isaac, everybody. I got Secret of Mana for the Switch. Ooh. Like full new uh, replay. You, you playing it two players with your with your kid? No. Uh, I was. He was watching it as we played. Oh, it's only okay. It's only got the one player. Hmm. He sort of lost interest. Too much reading text Secret on the of screen. Mana? Isn't it two players? Can't you do it two players? Wait. Wasn't no, that the one that's like an action? I got the game arc? wrong. I, I got Breath of Fire. Ah, no, yeah, it's Secret yeah, of Mana. No, it's Secret of Mana. Secret I thought mana. that there was a weird second controller option where you could like, you control sort two mans control and the it. other person controlled two mans, but then only one person controlled the world map. Yeah. Something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's mostly yeah, an, it's like an action RPG, right? Yeah, you know, like charge up your weapon a lot, and you you have like a ring menu. It's mm-hmm. definitely like yeah. a, a link between Zelda and uh, Chrono Trigger. Yeah, Chrono Trigger. Yep, mm-hmm. I love the music in that game. is lush, lush, rich. Yeah. They had a full remaster of it. It's the original pixel graphics, sixteen bit, but like good sound and good music. Cool. That's fun. I got it for like fifteen bucks. How, how, yeah, was nice. it, 
Was it a trip down memory lane? It wasn't a hit for uh, Archie. It wasn't a hit for the kiddo, and he sort of monopolizes the Switch lately, so. What a jerk. Uh, He got the Pokemon Shield expansion pack and was playing through that pretty heavily. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, big big fan of that game. (laughs) I I haven't started it yet, but it was for free a couple months ago on the old PlayStation Plus was the Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1. I've heard mixed things. Yeah, Andrew sure said it was like a triumph, it. and really? like yeah, and he was like, he's like best Final Fantasy in like a long time, and he's played a bunch of them, and like including like twelve and thirteen and fourteen, and like, and he and and had like fun with those, but he was like, no, this is like better than any of sure. the any of the other modern. He's like, it's like FF seven, which he's like is obviously like heavily gearing. He's like, there's a lot of nostalgia fun, but he's like the system and everything else is just like really good, top notch. I was like, I don't know if I can do a JRPG again. Yep. Like, I did Persona Five, and holy crap, that was a lot to put up with. And that was a lot to put up with. What does that mean? It's just like the the like 120 hours of a game, and like even like a fun RPG mechanic and whatever. And like, there's nothing bad about that game. That game is a triumph. It's so good. But I'm like, oh, this is so long. And like stuff that I was like, even stuff that I'm like kind of excited for for like a from a, a game design perspective, like you, you, you know, can learn how to make coffee and stuff and like make good coffee. And it also gives you kind of buffs and whatever. And I'm like, that sort of stuff used to like, I love that crap in high school. Just now I'm like, give me a God of war, baby. <laughs> like, you know, like this, like navigating a system and like leveling up things and then like mixing and matching, like especially persona, like there's all the different personas and you need to like blend them and you need to put one into the other to get a specific power out of the other and remember a power and like keep leveling and chaining like those systems were fun and I was into them. Mm. And, and I, and I, I did play all of persona five. Like I put my 120 hours into it and beat it, but it's just like that experience was, I was like, I could have played like four games in that time. And it was a good game. It's like a great game. It's just that like my time for, it took me almost a year to beat that game. You know, (laughs) like my time for gaming is so drastically diminished. Like, that I'd rather play, I guess, like shorter, like even a twenty or thirty hour game feels pretty long. Like, a, huh. eh, I don't know, one hundred and twenty hours of video games, guys. That's a lot of video games. Yeah, it's about it what I put fun. into seven. Gamers have two jobs. It's it's easily what I put into seven, and it's easily what I put into a lot of games back on the PlayStation. Like the both Wild Arms games are both super long. Ark the Lad is super long. Both Lunars are super long. Like I did. Man, I might have put that much time into Def Jam. <laughs> I'm, and, and like what's shocking is i like i know i've probably beaten that amount of time in rocket league but i'm like i could pick up rocket league play two matches it's 10 minutes and i put it down yeah like, oh, it's this, like playing season mode in nhl you're playing chell you're like i'm a gm <laughs> let's build this franchise yeah but that's it but like but like playing a jrpg you can't like pick it up for 10 minutes you need to like i need to find an hour block of time to sit down and just do anything like five minutes doesn't do a thing in an RPG. Like that's, that's a whole. That... I've definitely spent like half an hour trying to make trades in in old shell games. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like I, I... <laughs> I remember the one that like you somehow the amount of trades you could do was dependent on the amount of like phones you had unlocked <laughs> on your on your GM thing. You're like, you've unlocked a new phone to do trades. You're like, oh boy, a second phone. The trades I will accomplish. 
<laughs> a third phone? Boy, oh boy. Sponsor their Blackberries. Like, <laughs> yeah. EA is weird. Yeah, EA is super weird. Stupid EA. Uh, I think that was the show, you guys. Mm-hmm. I believe, I'm, I'm assuming Scott didn't watch Thunder Force or whatever it was. No, I'm contemplating getting rid of Netflix altogether just to avoid watching it. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you an MP4 if we need to. <laughs> Take that. Uh, this was the 90s. Stay tuned for uh Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.